Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EMG podcast. I'm Sam Boyassi, the head of publishing. And today we have a great presentation for you taken from the IFA Pharma 2019 event in Philadelphia by Amy Nicole Neyer, who is the head of global patient relations at Abvi. Amy Nicole's talk focuses on patients interest in pharma, a topic she is extremely passionate about, which I'm sure you'll gather in just a moment. And she begins by outlining the importance of patient centricity. I saw the profound impact that was made on my brother's life when he received access to an innovative treatment that he needed. And my goal is to leave a legacy of families who can reach their potential because their lives are unburdened by disease. I do that by leading a team of caring and powerful patient advocates that partner with patient groups to ensure that the patient voice informs every step in the drug development process, as well as in the healthcare system. Amy Nicole starts a discussion around the topic by asking listeners to think about who leads patient centricity in their company. She also asks people to think about the current landscape of pharma and where we are right now as an industry. If I think about patient centricity 1.0, and I'm just kind of using that to say where we started, let's say, five years ago, when we all really started talking about patient centricity. In that time, it was oh, she does it, that's, that's her department. Or you can't do patient centricity, that's my department, right? It was, it was kind of like this thing, it was like a department. And now it's everyone's job, right? And we'll fall short of our potential if everyone isn't thinking, how can I bring patient centricity into my role? And it's also okay to have someone leading that and inspiring that and connecting the functions who are doing that. So lots of models work. Poor communication within companies can often hinder a more patient-centric approach. And in Amy Nicole's audience at IFA Pharma, 83% found that value was lost from functional silos. Amy Nicole suggests the need for better sharing of information between departments to create a network system which can help to evolve patient centricity. How connected are we to other parts of our organization that are doing that? So simply, one thing that I started doing was I started a Word document and I said, who's doing what in patient centricity within our company? And who's the contact person? Who are their partners? So that when I go out and I meet someone else, they don't tell me, oh, I'm working with your company <laughs> doing something and you have no idea, right? So just, just the landscape of who's doing what, I think there's a lot that we can do there. Once we've identified in 1.0, we've piloted it, we figured out one of the many things that we need to do to drive patient centricity. Now, what do, we, what do we do to systematize that, to make sure that it's not just one brand team that decided to do that? There are people on the brand teams. There are people who are developing the different compounds in the development process. And some of them might be very attuned to patient centricity, some of them not so much. So it's important that we then, once we figure out what works, we spread that across all assets. Now, social media is of growing importance in the industry, and it is not something that pharma can choose to ignore. And Amy Nicole finds that 62% of the audience are using social media to track ongoing patient views and experiences. So she goes on to question how this information is being used. What I see a lot happening is that the value is lost in functional silos. So there might be one team who is bringing together uh, all of this rich data. And then the discovery team is hiring another vendor to do another set of research on exactly the same thing that the communications team just collected. 
So if you're working in one therapeutic area and you have a pipeline in that area, we need to be feeding that back to the development teams. Amy Nicole has outlined the how and the why for patient centricity and goes on to sum up how these connect. So we have a very clear sense of purpose. We have an authentic motivation to improve patient lives. And we have that patient centricity very clearly in our mind. And now we are allowing each function to determine the how. They know best. They'll come up once they're authentically motivated and they feel very connected to their purpose. They will come up with hows that are far better than what any leadership position person could, could discover. They know how to bring patient centricity into their own work every day. So once we have that, we have it consistently and efficiently in a model across functions, and then we connect the different functions to each other. You can imagine the synergy and the exponential increase in terms of the patient centricity that we can truly deliver. The future of pharma offers an exciting opportunity for change, and Amy Nicole concludes her session by sharing her excitement for the patient-centric future. You know, it's a journey. I think, um, I think we're up for the challenge, and, you know, what lies ahead of us for our companies, for our industry, but more importantly for patients, is incredibly exciting. So I invite you, let's create the future together. Now, what a fantastic end to a presentation that really makes us think about patient centricity and the way it's entwined with pharma. But that is all from us this week. We hope you really enjoyed Amy Nicole's talk as much as we did. Thank you for listening and please join us again next week for another episode of the EMG podcast. 